You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today we talk to Kirsten Maplestone. Kirsten runs really, really long races. And when I say long, I mean multi-day events. And I find it fascinating when she talks about how these long races can pull you apart and then put you back together by the end. So if you've ever wondered what that's like, check out this podcast. Enjoy. Today, I am very excited on Fit Mind Fit Body to have a new friend and to introduce you to this new friend, Kirsten Maplestone. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> so Kirsten is a referral from another person who's been on the podcast, another guest. So I've never met Kirsten until today, which is an absolute delight. And I've been very excited about it because it means we all get to meet Kirsten and learn more about her at the same time. It's very exciting. Let's start, Kirsten, by um, tell me, where did you grow up? Um, Melbourne-based, obviously. I've always grown up here. Um, Pretty boring, aren't I? Um, Not really. Aspendale area. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, Yeah, but, like, yeah, since running, um, I've kind of found that uh, getting out a little bit further here and there, like, you know, um, even the high country, which I never knew existed. Um, wow. it, it's oh, until like probably like 10 years ago. Um, yeah. Now I go everywhere. <laughs> so. So, so you grew up in Melbourne, like a suburb, yep. like a suburban Melbourne. Yeah. Bay, Bayside, Aspendale. Yep. Okay. And flat. It's, it's very flat. It's I don't do flat. mountains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you, um, did you do a lot of sport when you were a kid at school? No. Okay. So um, I grew up with asthma. So, you know, in those days, yeah. it kind of good old, you know, fake the asthma attack and, oh, can't do cross country, you know. Oh, no. um, so it wasn't sporty at all ever. Yeah. So uh, I did ballet, but the most unflexible ballerina you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but sport wasn't my thing. Um, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and did you have siblings? Did you grow up with, with brothers? Yeah, I've got a an older sister she's four years older than me um she doesn't like sport either excellent <laughs> yeah I know. her kids are fully into it though which is great so they play footy and basketball and all that which yeah. is, you know i'll go down and watch them but yeah <laughs> so when you got to when you got to the end of school and you were avoiding lots of um sport mm-hmm. with your asthma and your puffer i assume <laughs> yeah. I, can, I remember people with asthma in my class it's like, yes, I've got this puffer. That means I can't do that cross-country thing or that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Those> that was <laughs> <laughs> Or swimming or whatever. Yeah. Um, although that's changed a bit now, hasn't it? <laughs> I've noticed. Yeah. yeah well, can... now you get preventative. So with my preventative, I don't really have asthma anymore. So it, it makes a world of difference now. So um, can't okay. fake it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do coming out of like high school? What, did, what, uh, what path did you take? Well, um, I studied art, so I am currently now a studio manager for an advertising agency. Oh, um, wow. So I originally started doing finished art, but then became studio manager. Um, so basically sitting down all day, which 
yeah it, it's not great for the body um clearly um but yeah still wasn't really doing any sport uh, yeah. at all um yeah just plotted along but I went clubbing you know those days but clubbing yeah. every night um I used to be a gothic um not that you can, cool <laughs> yeah just did a bit of everything really went punk went got yeah anyway it was a phase um that was a very long time ago by the way yeah <laughs> like you know 25 years ago uh yeah grew up um yeah and then started to get into running <laughs> what kind of what what kind of art did you do what's your specialty are you um uh look I don't I haven't picked up a pencil since I I left but um yeah it's all drawing? just com- yeah a little bit but it's all like computerized now so it's all finished art is you know getting all artwork ready to go to print um and ah. production so um yeah that's really cool Oh, because my world is um, on another side of my world. Well, my yeah. family. My mum's an art therapist, but I've grown up with her as an uh, artist my entire life. Like even yeah. before she became an art therapist. So is my mum. Yeah. Like, there you go. So yeah, well, not art therapist, but you involved in that world, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, totally understand that. I think I might even have mentioned on the podcast at one time. You know, growing up with a mum who, when she was learning, um, you know, how to draw um, the human form. You know, as yeah. kids, she'd go, no, don't put your clothes on straight away after having to get out of your bath or whatever when you were little. She'd be like, I just wanted to go, Mom, it's cold. <laughs> so, <laughs> totally understand the creative side of it in my life. <laughs> um, anyway, that's really cool. What made you, what, so when did you start sport or running? Was running the first time as an adult that you stepped into yeah. a sporting endeavour? Um, yeah, so ironically, it was through work. We were promoting, um, so working in advertising at Budget Ogilvy. Uh, we did the Puma Love Run, so we were helping getting that ready together. And then it sounds stupid. It was like 5Ks around the Yarra. Um, and they they said if we wanted to join in, we could. They would pay for us. I'm like, I am not running. No way. Never, never, never. And then everybody at work just started joining in. I'm like, all right. So it was like a desperate and dateless kind of thing where, um, again, sounds really serious. So it's near Valentine's Day. It was, you know, um, uh, uh, couples would wear white T-shirts and single people would wear red T-shirts. And uh, off you went. But then after it, it was like a big party. It was like alcohol and it was concert. And it was just the most amazing thing I've ever been to. And I'm like, this is what running is. Like, this is great. Like, (laughs) So, um, yeah, not long after that, my friend uh, dragged me out and then we decided to do Run for Kids and, like, we'd, we'd go around the town, you know, after work and, like, I don't know, it's, like, pretty long. It's, like, 14, I think it was 14K in those days. Yeah. Um, we did that and then, again, just hanging with the wrong people, right? And then, she, again, <laughs> straight after that, she's like, oh, let's do uh, uh, let's do a half marathon. And I'm like, oh, man, what the? Okay, so it's only just a little bit more. I'm like, okay, here we go. So it quite it progressed pretty much quickly like that. But um, how, how long ago had, was it? Sorry, how long ago uh, was it? That That's about ten years ago. So okay. about thirty six, um, yeah. thirty seven. Yeah. So um, yeah, I got dragged into it. Like and it's that. kind of events, and I also hear a bit of peer mm. pressure or or going along with the flow. A little Maybe bit, yeah, better. like. You know, you get a couple of people like, oh, come on, you know, let's go out for a run, you know. And I was always last, but we'd always take off together, finish together, and and that was that was great. And um, that's pretty much how it sort of um, came about. But I wasn't really doing it seriously, or, or and then it kind of dropped off a bit. And then I, I met a guy who I started dating, and that's when he showed me. He took me up to Bright, 
who was a cyclist and oh my god the place is amazing like bright bright is beautiful like um mountains and and views and um so seeing those kind of areas and and what's out there and then we he kind of got me into trail running too in those days it was quite early trail running wasn't really around much then um and then we there was group surf coast trail runners so i'd kind of go learn how to run with them at night in the yangs um now they're they're the most amazing people as well like i don't live anywhere near them like they're about an hour and a half away (laughs) but it used to go running over there and we're still really great friends with them and yeah like things like that where you meet you get a gathering of people and they just keep encouraging you or inspiring you and you know they were doing crazy distances in those days like they were ultra runners I'm like what is that I've never heard what that is (laughs) um yeah wrong crowd tell you (laughs) yeah so why do you think you've kept going like it does sound like it was it the inspiration that they were providing the companionship Mm. the excitement of something new um yeah well I always I always said I would never run a marathon like Mm. always like put my foot down not never doing it never doing it. happy to watch them do it but then I'm, like, I'm not doing it um but yeah that that community over there was just so lovely like they'd always have time for you like I'm a slow runner so basically I'd always fear that I'm holding the group up or yeah. and you know you're out there at night um but there'd always be someone you know at the back willing to to hang out with you and no pressure like they're not worried um they would chill out and just make you feel really comfortable um and then you'd do a race and then you'd, you'd see them again and they'd be like, um, then you'd have, you know, the, the club T-shirt on and you'd, you'd get priority treatment at a race. You'd be like, <laughs> they'd be all over you. You're like, oh, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so so that's where it all sort of got. So it was a really uh, nice community feel by the sound of it. Beautiful. Yeah, really lovely. And, yeah. 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 Where people make, they made you feel welcome and yeah. so you kept going. Yeah. So, um, I know that you, I believe from our mutual friend that you have um, since signed up and found yourself in, in a number of different events. What would be Correct. the craziest event that you have? Uh, I've done a few stupid things. Let me put it that way. It progressed quite quickly. I don't know. Like, again, um, uh Look, there's a few to a few to pick for. I'd probably say the 200 mile races are a little bit uh, probably the craziest. I know because they, they send you over the edge where you do it literally go nuts um, while you're running yeah. or walking. Um, yeah, those, those ones have really tested me um, yeah. physically and mentally. Like like man, the, the, the games that it plays in your brain, like mm. it, it's nuts. But it's also therapy for me, like um, to go out there and get get broken down, and you got to pull yourself together again mm. and get back out there, and and that's that's the challenge for me. It's not it's not the race itself. I mean, I, I love bling. Don't get me wrong. I will fight for that bling no matter what. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it, 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 that's that's the whole reason why I do it. Is just that that breaking down and, and coming back out the end like uh just feeling amazing you look like crap you smell and you haven't you know washed for like five days but um everyone and the community again the the volunteers are the most amazing people like they will get you to the end no matter what yeah so like because i've not run any more than 60 kilometers yeah certainly yeah. not <laughs> 
um how does that look how, like and you and you're talking about days you're not talking about hours yeah <laughs> so how does yeah. that look like how do you how do you front up for an event like that let alone like because I get anxious just going to a normal little club run which might be 5k <laughs> like I can't even imagine how anxious I would feel yeah. getting like leading into that kind of um event that might go yeah. for four or five days yeah um again I, I I don't know like I honestly yeah. I, I sign up for these things and then I go into denial bubble so like I'll be like mm, I, I just I didn't do it although so the first 200 mile I did was a Tahoe 200 mm. so in America um and I actually felt like vomiting straight after I signed up <laughs> there was one spot left and I'm like I was looking at it because I kept looking at the website I'm like I'm looking I'm looking I'm like no, I'll just do it. And then I nearly vomited everywhere. Um, <laughs> but again, I, I just, I had no idea how to tackle it. I had no idea what to do. I, um, I, I had a few friends, uh, you know, say reach out to these people, which I did. And they, they, they'd done it before and they gave me some great, great tips, but it still doesn't prepare you for what you're about to do. Mm. Um, so, you know, going over to a country, I, I didn't know anyone. Yeah. Um, I had some friends of friends, so um, having done Big Red Run, it sort of um, brings to a community where um, you may not know them. They may have run it another year, but they're part of your family. So yeah. I, we, we talked up, we shared a house. I, I met them. You, you, you instantly bond. Like, I don't, yeah. it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. Um, so, yeah, I'm in a house with them. Um, they were amazing, like, and uh I just felt comfortable. So again, yeah. still in denial about the race. Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't even have paces. I had nothing organized. Um, and then I'd put a shout out for a pacer. Mm-hmm. It was just a little spreadsheet through the, the site and no one had responded. I'm like, oh God, okay, this is going to be crap. But anyway. So just like as a naive person, what yep. does the pacer do in a long race like that? What, uh, what, they, what? they technically keep you alive. Um. <laughs> so they're like your support crew. Yeah. Pretty much, like the I think um, after a hundred k's, you can have someone come and run with you. So okay. they'll actually be by your side. Um, they don't have to be there the whole time, mm-hmm. and some people don't have them. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> in those sections, um, I actually had a couple, uh, uh, Dan and Diane, who um, reached out to me, and um, oh my god, they were met. I never met them, didn't know who they were. Literally on the start line, we're like, hey, okay, I'll see you. See you in 100Ks. <laughs> okay. And they gave up their time, came out, followed me around, and they'd, they'd swap in and out. They were the most amazing people. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so I'd fall asleep standing up half the time and um, they, they literally knew the way, or, you know, it's someone to follow or they just keep an eye on you, um, basically. Um, yeah. yeah. So without them, I, I don't think I would have made it. Um, do, you, do you get time to sleep? Like, is that a part uh, of the race? Well, technically for fast people, yes. But for me, I was I was chasing cutoffs. So um, I probably got like ooh, four hours sleep over the whole, the whole, well, it was a hundred hour cutoff. So um, as I came into the last aid station, I was exhausted. I'm like, no, nah, I need to sleep. And then Diane said, do you want the buckle? And I'm like, yes, I want the buckle. So I, <laughs> I'm like, but I didn't know at this stage I wasn't my tracker. So you've got a spot tracker. Yeah. It was estimating I wasn't going to finish, um, but I didn't know this. I'd 
really just had no idea what was going on. And then um, I saw the panic and I heard messages going to my pace and I'm like, oh, uh, something's going on here. I've got to go. And I flew. I, 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 I took off. <laughs> and I, luckily I got in there like 30 minutes to spare, but there was no way I was not going to get that buckle. Like, wow. <laughs> after all that time. And I'm like, it started off in heat and then it went into snow and it was, there were bears, there were rattlesnakes. It was just, it was an amazing adventure. Yeah. And the Aussie crew that, again, I didn't know I'd met up, they sort of adopted me and kept me alive as well. So um, they were, um, they'd all be around. Like there was no no spot where I didn't feel like I was alone. Like they'd, they'd wow. pop in and out and yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So how many of these kind of crazy adventures have you done? Okay, so I did another one. Yeah. So then after that the one, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, so uh, Sean Kaiser from Western Australia, he then has also started up 200-mile uh, races in Australia. So um, before that, they, they didn't really exist. Um, so he'd started one up, uh, Delirious West 200. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Tahoe, of course, hanging out with the wrong people because I'm now friends with all the people I went to Tahoe with. <laughs> then they're like, we're going to Delirious. I'm like, oh, no. And then they kept putting the seed in my brain and I'm like, okay, okay, I don't know. And then I signed up uh, probably about a month or two to go and then I was on my way. <laughs> so that one was 350 kilometres. So um, oh, wow. Sean likes to be really mean and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was another one. I think I came in with like 10 minutes to spare um, from the cutoff. So mm-hmm. that one was a, another killer. Snakes, snakes everywhere. But again, the, the, the volunteers and the people just pick you up and keep pushing you. Like you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't fail in those situations when they're, they're just, they're, they'll do anything for you yeah. to get you to the other side. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> It comes um you kind of learn a bit about human spirit, don't you? I mean, not just yours as the athlete, but those supporting and, and that yeah. willingness to help lift other people up. Oh, it's it's amazing. And they've all become really good friends. And yeah, so during COVID, like I think I've tried like two times to get to this race again and and of course being stuck in lockdown and mm-hmm. so hopefully yeah, hopefully um if WA will let us in, um, yeah, we'll be going back there in Feb. So. Oh, wow. So how, yeah. how do you train for something like that? I'm thinking you know, <laughs> February doesn't feel like very far away. How, no. How you enough distance or is that not a part of that sort of ultra training um, per se? It's the, not like training for a marathon, which I've done a number of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it's mental. I don't think, again, I'm not, I'm not a great runner, mm. um, but I think majority of it is mental in those kind of races where you've, mm-hmm. you've got to know that you can do it or you've, you've just got to keep pushing. You can't give up. Like, yeah. I don't know, your limbs might be falling off. They're pretty sore. Everything hurts, <laughs> but you've got to just keep going. But again, like I've kind of learned um, as well, a lot of fast tracking as well, like walking really fast, like with a bit of a mission. Mm-hmm. I kind of um, picked up that technique for um, Coast to Cozy. Mm-hmm. where I was training for that last year in a, in a lockdown we were in a 5k um one hour bubble I'm like I don't know how you train for a mountainous race when I live at sea level in a 5k bubble but um yeah I think the key that people were telling me was the the fast walking and I'm like what are you yeah. talking and it, it was it was great I mean mm-hmm. 
I still DNF the race, don't get me wrong. It obviously didn't, it sort of fell apart. I got, I think I got 160 kilometres in. I just, I was so ill and it was hot and I felt sick and my feet were not great. But, um, and that was my first DNF ever. Um, That really hurt. Mm. Yeah, dude, because you've got to like, you have to have a whole crew there and they've got to help. Um, And I felt like I'd let them all down. But Mm. um, in the end, I went, to the presentations and that was really lovely watching all my friends sort of get their yeah. their um their prizes and um just just being there and seeing them and what they'd been through because it, it was just horrendous conditions in the end it all turned really stormy and horrible you know <laughs> I don't, you never can trust these areas can you <laughs> like, no no yeah so um but again it, it, again it's the spirit of all people and um hanging out with those you know they're just amazing and they were just so nice to me as well like yeah that's amazing um so tell me a little bit about what goes on in your mind when you're out there for for that many you know days what kind of I mean obviously I'd say some massive range (laughs) yeah a lot a lot of nothing goes through in my mind probably but um I don't know it's it's cleansing just having nothing in there really Mm. like stupid things might pop in here and there but um for me I don't think much goes on (laughs) like as much as stupid as that sounds but then it's it's, kind of a mindful kind of time like you're just being in the that being there like looking around and just being with your body just taking it in yeah like um taking in the the oh I'll get so distracted by like you know a little colored flower or something and then I'll be off taking selfies with this stupid little flower or I don't know and I think that's how I distract my mind from being in pain or hurting I'll go off and do something stupid like take a photo with a flower (laughs) for a little bit and then I'll regroup and then I'll go on again or um yeah I don't know I don't know I also I I, I wear some stupid things as well so then you kind of make friends with people around you you might chat to a few people here and there um as you go on and um yeah, but I still, I don't, I don't really know what goes on in my brain. <laughs> that's, that's kind of scary, isn't it? Not much. <laughs> no, not at all. I think that's really good because it probably actually means you're being, as I said before, a bit more mindful, a bit more mm. present in that moment rather than yeah. ruminating about what you could have done better or ruminating about things, anything from the past yeah. and then um, thinking about the future too much and stressing about that. Instead, you're right now in the moment. Yeah which is a healthier place unless i'm in pain because yeah because if you're in pain then that's constantly just in so i have a a torn Mm -hmm. plate in my foot that will never repair um and it hurts it hurts like heck Uh, (laughs) but once everything else starts to hurt then you kind of forget about it but you've really got to get your mind over that kind of matter as well um i don't know maybe i i start listening to nature nature is actually quite a good good way to get your mind off things just trying to listen to what's around you mm-hmm. heck it might be a rattlesnake who knows but you know it still gets you that can take your mind off things as well yeah I don't know yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that <laughs> um, so what is your what is your everyday and I know this is a really hard question from anyone that I talk to now in Victoria in Melbourne in particular what is your real <laughs> your everyday training kind of regime look like yeah at the moment it's not right not that every day no yeah pretty much look and that that has been the hard thing for me um I'm super super busy at work like pulling like 12 hour days and and, are you you working from home like you're doing it from home yeah yeah 
Yeah, from a dining room table. So also not great. No. Um, no. <laughs> so for me, I find that I, I have to get out. I did a lot of virtual racing. So that that was quite helpful in, in during COVID. Um, yeah. At, at the moment, I'm running from Adelaide to Melbourne with the Mirror and Warnet guys. Who, um, it's really cool. Like, um, so you get like a little a little um, icon on a map, and you, you're sort of racing with other people, so you can see where you're all at. Yeah. Um, but the the guys actually changed my icon into a unicorn because they know what I'm like. Um, so I really appreciate that. <laughs> That's sweet. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of fun. So that's gotten me out every day. And that's been really helpful to force myself, no, no, yeah, no, I am forcing myself out to sort of go out there and, and clock the Ks um, and keeps you going. I yeah, otherwise I just, yeah, it hasn't gone well. Like COVID has not gone well, hmm. um, especially, you know, the restricted like 5K bubble. And I'm, I'm stuck in a land where there's not much around, like it's flat. So, um, yeah, I, I, I. I've really gotten into the virtual racing. It gets tiring. Some of them had been tiring. Um, but, yeah, um, I find them helpful. Yeah, they get you out <laughs> yeah. the door. So how yeah. often do you go out running? Like- well, even at the moment I haven't actually been feeling like a run, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing a heck of a lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and then I'll burst into a run, but it's not um, great. But, yeah, I've been going out every morning um, before mm-hmm. work. and. Okay. I do lunch because I'm working so many hours it's not going to matter if I'm miss lunch or not I kind of gave up on that I was missing my lunches and then I was just falling in a heap crying all day so um I make sure I go out at lunch anyway um just to get that you just you need you need a break everyone needs a break and I think you've got to make time for yourself work can wait like work well generally it can wait um, <laughs> <laughs> or at least yeah. you'll wait for, for half an hour as yeah well. yeah I think, or an I hour think, or whatever yeah, because I'm completely different if I go for a walk or not. So, yeah, I think you have to get yeah. out, get fresh yeah. air. Yeah. The Is it biophilia or something it's called? Like when you get outside and you get near trees and grass and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, I live near the beach, so that will be my... ions from the ocean? Yeah, that's my go-to. Um, yeah, except on a hot day there's too many people and I don't like people, so... <laughs> You can run away from them. (laughs) So I guess one of the questions I ask people a lot is how those days when you don't want to get out and you were just describing Mm. that sometimes, in fact, it's been a season like that, the COVID season for lots of people. Mm. It's just been so hard for everyone. Mm. Um, Do you have any, any things, tips or tricks that you use that help get you out the door? Is it having knowing like you were talking about the virtual race you know that might be one of them that's you know things that motivate you that you think oh I really have to go because of x or y yeah I think um I have a lot of crazy friends as well so I'll I'll hook up um so now we can actually we're a bit free now in Melbourne we can get out and about so um we'll literally just go out and plan something um Although sometimes we end up with cocktails and uh, Mr. Whippy and stuff. But, you know, it's all a bit of a, we, we, we you know, make it up as we go. Or um, I, th- I think it's 
it's helpful having someone there with you. Like, I mean, I do a lot of training on my own um, when I'm training for a race, but having that commitment where, okay, I'll meet you at this time on this day. And then you've, you've got to be there. Like you mm. can't not be there. We'll end it with the, you know, an ice cream or something fun, but um, having that support from another person is a major help. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, in the year when I'm training harder and I've got to do it on my own, uh, you've just, Although I've also got to listen to your body as well, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not rigid on programs anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> um, excuse me. Sorry. Um, right. Yeah. So having like arthritis, I've got to listen to my body as well. So if I know that I can't, you know, go out on a certain day, then I've got to pull it back and listen, um, which is hard, but yeah. that's, that's just what you've got to do. Yeah. Where's your arthritis? Uh, so it's rheumatoid arthritis. So it's like a swelling generally in my knees. Um, yeah. So that, that was a kicker. Um, <laughs> not fun. Although when I, I first had it, I was told like my GP didn't know what it was. And she just told me, you will never run again. You've torn your meniscus. And blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, I'm like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, so that was a bit devastating, but then, um, I found this specialist and, oh, my God, he's amazing. Like um, I, I'd signed up for a race, uh, grand, grand to Grand in America, uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know, am I going to get there? Like I didn't think I would be running anymore. And he's like, no, just just sit tight. We'll, 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 we'll work, work on a plan. And I'm like, are you kidding? And he wasn't – you find a lot of doctors hate running. Like they'll be like, yeah. it's so bad for your body. And yeah you can't be doing it and um he was the opposite he's like he'd never met an ultra runner like me (laughs) but then he's like I get it and he didn't he didn't um discourage what I wanted to do so it was like running in the desert multi-stage um but yeah he got me there which is I mean and now he gets when I tell him about these 200 mile races like oh I've just got to sit down hold on (laughs) like he won't (laughs) But again, he he like no, we'll we'll work it out. So he's oh. great. Yeah. Here, um, yeah. Betty, who's been on the podcast, who's seventy odd and had a couple oh. of hip replacements and knee thing, and she still runs pretty quick. But she was saying one of her biggest um, benefits has been to find a surgeon who's also a runner and who yeah. you know his main thing is not to say you're not going to ever be able to do this again, but come on, let's make mm-hmm. it so you can. And so. You know, even though she's had all these kind of surgeries and things that for some people you consider, mm. oh, that's it, then you won't be running anymore. Um, yeah. But I feel sorry for the. doesn't have to yeah. be. Yeah. Like mm. But some people do get told, like, you know, that's mm. it, no more for you. And you're kind of like, what? So then I, I do kind of kind of try and promote that there is a way. I mean, I, all bodies are different and arthritis mm. can be different in other people. But, um, but my doctor, he was very intrigued by it all and I think I'm like his little guinea pig he's like okay what are we what are we doing now <laughs> like but he he started watching he watched the Barkley marathons so he started doing his own little research he's like oh wow. what what is this these are all really smart intelligent educated people and I don't understand why they're doing this <laughs> he's like I'm like you'll get it don't worry like started running <laughs> not yet but he's <laughs> who knows one day yeah it's funny because when you read like the recovery for almost any especially surgeries and things it's all they often say you know the sooner you start moving (laughs) the better 
It's, well, that's true. Yeah. And with arthritis, I think just that little bit of movement, it was helping. So that's why I couldn't work out what was wrong with me because my legs would swell. I couldn't bend, but mm. I'd move a little bit and they'd sort of start to um, loosen up a bit. Free up. Yeah. Mm. But it got to the point where it was just too much and I, I, I couldn't keep going like that. Anyway. I've got, um, I've got osteo in my big toes. Oh, <laughs> no. But I don't wow. really feel it. It just caused a bunion and that's how we even found it. But it was like, oh, you know, wow. So eventually it probably will. But, you know, but as they say with all these things, as I said, um, a lot of the recommendations is you keep moving. So it's like, well, yeah. just keep running. Which yeah. brings me to a question that I often ask everyone is how long do you think you'll run for? Uh, I'll be running until I can't no more, I reckon. Like, or I'll be part of the community. So um, whether it's just volunteering or yeah. um I guess I want to keep going as far as I can, like, because um, uh, it does mean a lot to me. Like, I'll, I'll find new things, like, um, and things will get planted into my, my head that, okay, I've got to go do this. I, I just have feelings on things, like, you know, if I see a photo of, you know, when I when I did Grant to Grant, I saw a photo of a, a slot canyon. I'm like, oh, that looks amazing. What is that? And then I looked and I found a race and then like, oh, it's not, it's not long enough. Oh, no, let's find. And then I found Grant to Grant where you ran through the slot canyon. So I'm like, okay, I've got to, got to go there. So, um, wow. and travelling, I, I guess it's hard because you haven't travelled for so long, but um trying to get overseas and, and see the world is is a great way to do it and running for me I can go and do it on my own and you'll meet people out there so it's kind of like you're not on your own once you get to the race but um I, I hope I can just do it for as long as I can um yeah so when you've had an injury yes. and you can't run for a little while what yep. goes through your mind then how do you respond to that um well that that happened early on I was supposed mm. to do my first marathon and I went out on the it was a, the Buffalo um stampede marathon of course I, I didn't know <laughs> I couldn't read a profile map in those days I didn't quite okay. understand it yeah pretty much <laughs> but I'm like mm, looks like a great idea you know my boyfriend at the time was like yeah let's do that I'm like okay sure and uh we went on the camp for or the, the the race there was a camp before it and these were all elite people and I'm sitting there going oh my god why are these people all good they're on a camp I thought they'd be crap but they were really good runners <laughs> anyway and then I was in a cave and um I fractured my leg in there Ooh. um yeah no but I didn't know at the time and then the next day I went out up a mountain I'm like this doesn't feel great but I kept going <laughs> anyway and then and I thought I better go find someone to look at this leg something's wrong with it about a week later and then my physio said um can you come get some crutches and I'm like oh okay uh -huh. um so yeah I was on crutches for about six six weeks um wow. but after that I couldn't do the race but then the the guys who ran it the, the the race said can you come back and volunteer I'm like okay sure yeah and, I, and oh my god it was the best thing I've ever done like just watching all these amazing people run these distances and, and being part and like, you know, getting a cowbell and ringing and um, yeah, it was just, and you, you feel part of the race still. Like yeah. I didn't feel um, upset about it. I did start with when I said, oh, you know, I'd had to start canceling all these races, um, but you still felt included and you really, you are quite important. You're still getting these guys out and, that, and everyone is so thankful as well. Mm. Um, 
that's why I mean I, I know as well like I, I've called on so many volunteers for help um, in my races as well mm. but um, very thankful for what they do for you yeah I mean they might tell you to harden up and get out but that's okay <laughs> what they do (laughs) (laughs) they help you be tough yeah (laughs) keep going so do you think you have a high level of um pain threshold yeah unfortunately (laughs) just talking about you know oh i discovered weeks a week or so later that i've actually broken something (laughs) yeah no i think i need to well i think it's a good thing in a way that i can push through that pain Mm. a little bit better I, I don't know whether it's a woman thing. I don't know. I've never had a kid. I would have no clue. But, um, you know, I've, I've seen, yeah, some people pull out of races for lesser things. But I, I don't know whether it's more that they're competitive. I'm not competitive at all. So I don't care where I place or how I do it mm. um, as long as I get to the end. But I, I see, you know, some really great runners who will pull the pin really early and then, you know, they may regret it later going, oh, no, I probably should have gone on. But, I don't know whether they, they just have such an expectation they can't lower their um, mm. where they place, I suppose. I don't know. Is that yeah, some, their, their um, expectation of the results. Yeah. But it would be so hard too because, I, I mean, again, I haven't never had that pressure. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't know how that feels. I'm sure it would be extremely mentally draining having to be really um, on all the time and yeah. having you know everybody keeping an eye on your performance yeah. not just it'd be horrible mm. yeah everyone mm. just expects me to come last and they're all just like <laughs> i've got no pressure <laughs> actually no i still have to be the cutoff that's the <laughs> so there is a line there yeah. there the is state. a line unfortunately yeah <laughs> when did you first call yourself a runner do you think can you remember uh, or do yeah, you, uh, look do you i still struggle with that yeah no i, I think it's a struggle now i don't know um Half the time I don't think I am running. Well, again, it's it's run, walk, run, walk for me. But um, I guess you are, you kind of are. I don't know. It's weird because then I just say, yeah, I'm going for a run when half the time I actually am just going out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to go and hit the mountains later, but that's, that is not going to be running because I do not run up hills. Um, I might oh, run wow. down. Yeah. It's more gravity. I'm a gravity runner. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you live at sea level then it's all just uh it's all just yeah <laughs> yeah it's hard it's hard and when you're in the sand it's even harder but um yeah <laughs> I don't know, I, yeah i guess i guess we are like you know the more runners you hang out with i guess yeah but i forget i don't know <laughs> well you've already said you're gonna run basically forever unless you until your body yeah. says stop and then even then yeah. you'll be part of the community yeah right yeah yeah which is really cool um tell me obviously you like trails so you don't do a lot of road road stuff and at the moment um you don't run necessarily you might do most of your training by yourself although you do catch up with friends sometimes is that accurate kind of yeah kind of um uh yeah that's accurate um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you tell me when how do you think running has improved your life just one thing in one way in so that if you didn't have it in your life then this thing wouldn't be in your life what's the one thing that okay. is much better now because of okay that life? is super easy 
it's my friends so <laughs> yeah so so easy to answer that one um wow they're, they're, my friends are like family to me um oh. they are the absolute best and you could meet like I say, like I met those guys in Tahoe. I'd never met them before. <clears throat> um, and they are like gold, like, you know, and um, I've had my other friends who have stuck by me. I've had a few uh, nasty incidents with girls in, in some clubs who um, weren't the best, um, <laughs> let's put it that way, um, and they stood by me. Um, they're amazing. So, uh, yeah, family, they're seriously mm. like the best thing. I, I would put my life in the hands of a runner who I probably have never met before <laughs> before I would in front of <clears throat> anyone else so um it's really weird because you, you bond straight away I think during a race you're you're broken you're falling apart and they'll just come up hey you know they might just you know just sit with you whatever and that's it and then off you go again you just it's an unexplainable bond I don't know how to put it um do you having that you've run distances from you know what some people think are long 10 20 k's um, and up to these multiple day distances do you think there is a real difference once you get past I don't know what that number is or where that barrier is where it becomes it's even more of a you know an experience you've experienced this kind of um extreme event I don't know how else to explain mm. there is other words but you know when, when we have um an experience together that sort of gels people and it seems that the more extreme or the more you know adventurous <laughs> I think I haven't got the words for it um the more the the gelling together happens because maybe you don't get that as much in a 5k although I sort of do feel a little bit of camaraderie Sometimes in the yeah. in 5K races, I've, I can I can recognise that when I'm saying it, but I wonder whether, you know, when the adventure is a five-day rather than 5K, <laughs> whether that builds stronger um, bonds perhaps. Yeah, yeah I definitely, I would agree, yeah. Like um, <clears throat> like I say, I, I was generally at Tahoe, I was generally coming into aid stations just pulling my eyes out crying, going, I, can, I can't do this, I don't want to do this, what am I doing here? And then, <clears throat> you know, someone to come over just pep you up what do you need what do you want that they, they don't really take my crap they're just like putting me back together and like out you get gone <laughs> you're like oh crap so and then, then I just go oh it's okay <laughs> they just, no. instead it's like kicking it no. back, back to the trail <laughs> and then yeah and then like um yeah I had, I had some friends pull out of the race but they 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 um carried on and they looked after us the whole race so even though they, their race had ended they, they've yeah. come on and they're, they're pushing me out they're like no you're going to go out there you're going to get it and um that to me is is just gold like you know who does that and then you've got you know another friend's parents were there they um they were out there looking after me and <clears throat> so every time you see them I'd, I'd probably have a cry maybe a, a slit a little nap I don't know but then they're still like pushing you on and by the end of it everyone every Aussie and other people were at that finish line screaming you know the old Aussie 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 oi, oi, oi. Oh. I could hear them as I was coming down the top of the mountain and I'm like oh god this is embarrassing but anyway um <laughs> they were all there waiting like they were wrecked they were shattered they would they'd finished you know probably you know days ago and they were still all there waiting for me so that that's really special for me like yeah. when I think um you think no one cares about the people at the back but they they do everyone everyone yeah. you know is important um 
Yeah. I know years ago when when I did my first bunch of marathons in my early 40s, I remember when we were walking back, I don't know what we did, four hours or something, and we'd hung around the finish line for ages and then we are walking back to our accommodation on Gold Coast or somewhere. And we were like, it's already like it's six and a half hours now. And we're still people coming in. And my husband and I looked at each other and went, you know, these guys are actually doing it. Like their day is harder than ours. Like they're out there longer. And it's like, you know, so there was the respect that we had for them because they'd been, you know, on their feet mm. for much longer than, than we had. Um, yeah. I think there's that element too. And I think maybe people yeah. understand that no matter where they come in the pack, but yeah. Even the ones who might have come in earlier, it's like, wow, you, you know, you're doing the same thing. In fact, it's harder because you're there longer. It's like, woof. <laughs> that's how. Yeah, I, it's yeah. I think that's what did it. I went to uh, UTA. Um, I did the 50 there one year. I'd gone home and we had to go back to the finish line for some reason. And I'd come back to watch the, the 100K guys finish. Mm. And it was right near the cutoff. This little man came in, had his flanny shirt on, and the whole crowd parted for him. And he came came through and I'm like wow this is amazing like I am coming back here this is gonna be my first 100 uh-huh. and um he finished and he pulled out a little laminated card from his pocket just said never give up and I'm like oh my god this guy's amazing <laughs> like he was a legend and I'm like you're right and I went back the following year and I did the 100 I, I also went back to watch him finish and I went up to him and I thought I can't remember his name damn it um you inspired me a, he was amazing and that yeah that's true like it could be complete random but um so inspiring yeah that's amazing definitely <laughs> so can can you think of a time in your life where you think your running has um helped you mentally to where it's when you're going through a tough <sighs> time and it's actually been a a pressure release or a you know yeah a real positive being able to get through a hurdle that seemed impossible yeah no uh, all of it <laughs> it's all every Day, like yeah it's all helped like there's not a moment where yeah. it's not helping and I think subconsciously I never knew that it took me a while to realize that um but yeah I don't no, there's not one specific moment because again you know you could be hurting in, in a particular race and um I think like the, the the first race I did big red run uh that was back in 2015 before that I had my uh, had a very big accident. My face was ripped off. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, it, yeah. Anyway, wow. <laughs> but um, uh, it was it was a dog attack. But um, I had fifty stitches in my face, and I'm like, oh my god, what the what That's the not heck? Good for and, a runner either, because like I mean, no. in, <laughs> when you're yeah. running, you often come across dogs, especially if you're running around suburbs and things, and so yeah. that would be a bit nerve wracking for you. Yeah, mm. it was just the, the whole thing, you know. Um, it took me a while to come back from that, but um, I think, and and I was really worried I wasn't going to make it to the race, and um, but somehow, and I still had a lot of other issues from that as well. But um, going to Big Red Run, that was my first big one in the in the desert, um, and meeting those people, uh, it all just, I think it was a healing process as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then, then again, you you know, you meet the people that you meet also help you get through things, and you know, and they share their stories. And you know, um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we often we talk here because there's a lot of people who have that regular running training group. Like I have a regular training group that I run with, and 
the conversations, even though often it's just the minutiae of life, you tend to communicate with them more and about more sensitive things when you're off on a training run or just over the coffee afterwards or the ice cream um, than you do just with you know, your friends that are not in the running circle or even your family to a degree. That's what, what we've found. And even mm. the science I've read somewhere that, especially for blokes, I think it's a bit similar for women, but particularly for blokes, when you're running, you're not, it's not as confrontational because your eyes are forward rather than, so you can talk um, about really sensitive things or emotional yep. things and not feel so uh, confrontational because you're not looking directly in the eyes of. of I've never thought of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. So it's a bit like the men's shed for, <laughs> for men as well, but they're getting, you know, they're out kind of um, running. I think it's the same for women. I think we all have that to a degree, but men even more. Um, yeah so well it's weird because a lot of my running friends I wouldn't know what they do for a job or like you know no, with, but you know but then you think about it like oh I don't know what they actually do I mean, not that it matters but yeah. it's like I have no idea what they do for a job like because we don't talk about that we just talk random stuff like yeah, yeah look at that flower over there and that bird and yeah. oh, my ankle sore and oh I really need to go to the toilet <laughs> yeah all of those random things the minutia yeah <laughs> All right, it sounds to me like your running is quite goal orientated. Would you say so? Because you're off, you talk a lot about the races and they seem to be the things that, and that's where you've met the people to a degree, mm. seem to be you're quite, you know. Oh, it's not a goal. It's more uh, dumb ideas, really. I, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like um, once oriented. I see a picture or, or something that I want to go see, I'll mm. go do it. So, you know, I'd, I'd never been to Western Australia. So I'm like, this will be a great way to see it. Uh, 350Ks in the bush. Great idea, Kirk. And, um, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I, I saw most of it. I was probably asleep for some of it while I was going through the bush. But um, it, I think for me, travelling, I was never into travelling. Um, I got my, my passport uh, about five years ago and, um since then I kind of made it as a every year I'll go do something yeah. and, you know, a lot of the time I don't have the money for it or um you know I, I'll scrounge everything together that I can to get there but yeah um that's part of my adventure and and I guess it's not really a, a goal I, I obviously want to finish the the court the the race that would you know that's the idea yeah <laughs> and to get the bling um <laughs> yeah I think that's more uh I just want to see the world, really, which is made an adventure. Hard. It's sort of yeah. adventure thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that'd be more sort of why why I do it. Um, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Well, they, I mean, I'm a bit the same. I quite like going out and exploring. Is that maybe it's exploring yeah. is the another word for it? And I can understand. You know, you're seeing a picture of a beautiful place and and realizing yeah. that you, there's a run there or working out if you can if there is a run there. <laughs> Yeah. and that being one of the motivators to get you there um and not to mention all the organizing and things to get there and how you know pulling it all together there's a sense of satisfaction when you you make that happen as well it's yeah really exciting but it all generally falls into place like I may you know come up with an idea and I'll go I'm going to go here and then you might know if somebody else is going there and yeah. you know and then you start or I'll, I will go and travel on my own as well before a big race like yeah. I think I went to Colorado before I did Tahoe 200 because I had to acclimatise uh, mm -hmm. to al altitudes and all that kind of thing. So, um, 
nobody else wanted was interested so i'm like all right i'm just gonna go to colorado hang out there i found a race met a great person she drove me to the right random person on facebook i'm like i need a lift i don't know how to get there she's like i'll pick you up you know random car park in the dark i'm like okay that's amazing um, and then yeah so i had my little adventure on my own i was uh, really happy i did uh, i think i did two races there like little tiny ones like a half yeah. and a and a 10k and then i went off the following week to do tahoe um yeah but uh, you, you can meet some of them. You, if you open yourself up, up yeah. to it i think people will come into your um life at the right time and the right people and um i love yeah that. yeah awesome. <laughs> that's wonderful we found the same we took three of our children and traveled for 18 months and a good year of that oh. was house sitting in europe oh wow and yeah. that kind of it was very similar like we didn't know the people until we accepted yeah. the house sit and you know, lot, all the different people that we met, lots of people. And they yeah. kind of just opened up and, you know, many of them yeah. became friends and, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, you can, but you got to be open and put yourself there. Otherwise, those things yeah. don't happen for you, I think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's your next um, adventure that you're planning? Is it West Australia yeah. in February? Well, okay. okay, so again, Sean, awful, awful man, has made a triple crown in Australia. So there will be three 200-mile races next year. And oh. um, I stupidly signed up for all of them. So Are they all in the same place or are they all around? No, we've got uh, Western Australia, then South Australia, and then New South Wales. So Okay, not even any in your home state? No. You get to travel <laughs> for all of them. <laughs> yeah. So, again, like, you know, I've got. Uh, many friends that you know we'll all meet there and it's a great way to catch up and reconnect like I've got a lot of friends all over Australia um so that's a great way to see them um and catch up and uh, it's like you know time has, has we've not been apart like when you do when you do see them um wow. yeah but uh I wasn't planning on doing delirious uh not Del the triple crown but um with COVID and and the way things have been and we haven't been able to get around much I thought it's probably the the safer way to stay in stay in Australia and uh have a crack I don't know <laughs> like, three lots ugh. of bling and then I guess you get one big bling at the end if you do all three and you get the crown is that how does that work I have no idea <laughs> 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 got to survive first i don't know <laughs> wow wow that, that's um quite something to look forward to and yeah the first one is like i guess three to four months away uh, yeah yeah you need to remind now, me first of november <laughs> oh my okay, by thanks. So thanks this goes out it'll be early january but um, so you'll have even less time <laughs> by the time people are listening to this so <laughs> you'll have to update us let us know how you go how all the trainings go all right, um, Kirsten, is there some anything about running that you think we've not mentioned that we should have mentioned today? Um, no, look, I, I think everyone does it in a different way. So, um, like I like I said, I never thought I'd be a runner. I still, uh, yeah, no, I am a runner, but um, I I do it in a different way. I I don't like to. Um, follow the crowds like I might wear something a little bit weird I'm, I'm probably known for like you know wearing some crazy outfits and um <laughs> like there, there's a race out here called afterglow which is very unicorn and and mm -hmm. it's a twilight run I guess that's where I got my love of unicorns and uh I don't know Rainbows. Uh, pretty much um <laughs> <laughs> so um 
having those kind of things where you, you're allowed to to be yourself and, and do whatever you want and people don't judge you it, it's so great um mm. yeah I don't yeah, but I think you, you do it for yourself you don't you don't do it for anyone else and, and that's the only way that you can really um run I think you know you're not trying to prove a point I suppose it's more your own journey um yeah, yeah. I don't know. And like, I, I, I want people at the back to understand that you don't need to, you don't need to worry, you know, as long as you're comfortable and you want to still go out there and do it, you go and do it. Like, don't, don't be afraid. Like people told me grand to grand, like I'd never be able to, to, to handle or didn't tell me specifically, but I'm sure people were laughing at me going, what the hell does she think she's doing? It's like one of the hardest ultra marathons in the world. And and then I can't okay I nearly didn't make it a couple of times but um I got to the end like it did happen but I, and I, you shouldn't be scared of failing like no um now that I've DNF'd it before I, again I've, I've never done that but um it's nothing to be scared of you, you do learn something and and I've got a bigger fight to go back there and and finish Coast to Cozy now um yeah yeah like just don't give up and and do what you want to do like you know don't be swayed by other people's thoughts or um yeah go I get guess, it <laughs> I guess um we have had there's one other lady we've had on who's done some multi-day ones as well in Europe and mm. places like that but most of the people on the podcast because you're actually like number 53 or something even though yeah. I think we've only published up to 30 something at the moment yeah yeah <laughs> she um one of the things I've noticed is that um running can be different for every like there's all different kinds mm. of running that you can do and you don't have to just go out and, and race um 5ks or 10ks mm. on the road you don't have to sign up for multi-day events you don't have to just run on the road you can run in trails like the, it's almost as varied as our personalities and our, our yeah. things that we like like there's a lot of opportunity to take running on no matter what you like, like there's usually a version of running that you would enjoy as an individual. And then you discover other ones. I think like you kind of did as well. Yeah. By the sound of it. It's yeah. That, that, <clears throat> so much um, variety out there for running. That's what I'm. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Like what is out there? Like I uh, remember the, the start of the year, I, um, uh, I did a, a houseboat tour, like, um, and that was amazing. Like, so we just grabbed a houseboat, uh dropped off and then you'd, you'd go out for a run and come back to the boat and then you'd oh. move it on and um my god that was like the the best fun ever like um sounds stupid but so yeah that was no, actually we, an organized thing like to do a run and then a houseboat and then run the houseboat you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> my friend um runs a tra trail bus um they mm -hmm. do some great tours so um chris is an amazing guy um yeah, and it was my, the most fun. And again, there's no pressure on how fast or slow you are. We, we go out as a group and honestly thought I would struggle in a group situation, stuck in a little tiny, you know, yeah. houseboat. But um, no, it was fan, it was fantastic. No, it was a good way because I hadn't run for a very long time in COVID uh, lockdown. That um, it was a good way to sort of kickstart and get back in. Explore a bit as yeah. well. Yeah, that yeah. That sounds awesome. We've got something oh. similar here with this, but there's but it is a bus, you know, not yeah. on a boat. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, go. he has the bus as well. Yeah. But that was just one of the, I'm like, that sounds really cool. Like, why not? <laughs> oh, I think that's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome.
I, I did some, I did another stupid thing. I went and signed up for a week of horse riding in the, the Alpine region. <laughs> yeah. I've never really rode on a horse and I didn't know it went up Mount Bogon and came down on a horse and it, it's terrifying on your feet. Try and doing that on a horse. It's probably the way. So I do some dumb stuff at the start of the year. <laughs> I grew up on horses, but I can imagine you trying to uh, get out of, um, yeah, you know, with the whole lockdown thing and you wanting to do the opposite and that is just yeah. get out and explore and, Lots of uh, it was amazing crazy. yeah but you know dumb things I would not think I would do but um yeah <laughs> highly recommend <laughs> pleased that you did go out and experience them yeah like mm. like again I shut my pants the whole way and um so it was like a pack horse trip and yeah you'd sort of camp in this little tiny swag didn't know the people but again you just meet I, yeah. I like talking to randoms I think it's um not everyone's a cup of tea, obviously, but um, <laughs> you find you find your tribe. So, and that that's what I love about the yeah. other races. You find you find your people, and um, they, they they're there for life, basically. Yeah, they yeah. motivate you to your next thing and your next thing too. That's yeah, that's, sometimes that's a bad thing because then they just right. yeah. Well, I don't know, they get you into just some really crazy races that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> But here yeah. you are telling us about it so and inspiring <laughs> us. So there you yeah. go. Can't be that bad. <laughs> All right. Before we go, um, I would like to get from you some beginner running tips. So if somebody came to you and said, Kirsten, I'd really like to start running, I think, how would you suggest <laughs> wow. starting so that they'll keep going as opposed to, you know, going off and running flat maggot for a 10K and then never doing that <laughs> Yeah, I, well, it's hard. I think you need to find people around you. So someone, I'm not saying that they're going to drag you out a bit. Um, if you've got like-minded uh, friends, um, running groups are a good way to do that. Um, like I said, you know, things like I've got uh, who I miss dearly, uh, my 605 group in the city who I used to go after work. Um, yeah. Literally just, you just run around in a park. Again, there's no pressure on how fast or slow you are. Um, they they will look after you, and we're just running in a in a little four hundred meter loop. Um, yeah. And then from there, then you 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 might go to race, and you'll see someone one of those people from that club. Mm -hmm. So then you've got you, your tribe just gets bigger and bigger as you mm -hmm. go. So I, I think, I mean, I have no idea how to run. Like to, to carry, I wouldn't. Know, I'd be the last person to ask. But um, I think those groups are. are to, to build those foundations yeah. and to get that mode. I think it's you, you've then got a motivation to like, oh, I've really connected with this person and they're mm -hmm. going to go do this race. I might go and you've got someone to hang out with or you're not the innocent, you're not running together, but you've just got that, you know, g'day at the start, you know, mm -hmm. when, before you take off and then, you know, you might hang out at the end after waiting for everyone to finish. Like, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Like, you know, people actually sitting there waiting for you. I don't know. <laughs> It's awesome. I know yeah. that a lot of people um, even on the podcast have said, you know, the reason they started running might've been to, for fitness or for some other kind of reason, but the reason they stay running is because of the people that they met and the, the friends that they've made. Definitely. So, I think that's a, a big one. Yeah. Um, like I say, I'm, uh, I'd say I'm quite shy, like especially in group situations, but um, those ones that I do connect with, they are, they are, amazing connections as well so yeah oh, I love that all yeah. right well stay on because I'll say goodbye to you off the recording as well but I just wanted to say big thank you for your time you have you're an inspiration it's amazing what you've done 
and still doing. Um, it's been a delight to get to know you, Kirsten. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.